0: Hi, Fitness Business Secrets listeners. Today, we are gonna to talk to Ali Cavill. She's a very successful online and offline personal trainer. So today, we're gonna to learn how she created her popular boot camp using a beautiful but free location, the beach. And we're gonna learn how she integrates allowing kids to join the boot camp to position it as a unique solution for parents wanting to spend more time with their kids. Also, we're gonna learn how she gets around the common issues with having an outdoor boot camp and how she sets up her boot camp so it's still fast-moving engaging and still allows kids of different skill sets to be part of the class we'll also cover the strategies she follows to get 20,000 Instagram followers and a very very I thought unique strategy and how she uses Instagram to spread her stories Also, we're going to learn how many leads she gets per week from her 20,000 Instagram followers. Stay tuned. Fitness coaches get more clients by learning the secret techniques successful trainers and gym owners are using to grow their business in person and online. Create multiple streams of income by training clients online, selling challenges and growing your membership. This is the Fitness Business Secrets Podcast and I'm your host, Christy Oshita. I've built two fitness businesses to about a half million dollars each by improving marketing, sales, and operations. Let's grow your sales and your clients. Before we get to the show, I just wanted to share what I've been working on and talk about a really interesting idea if you're in the space of having a small gym or wanting to attract more leads during this social distancing time. So first thing is, is The good news is I've uh, added more people to the team so that I could get this immunity fitness uh, challenge done faster and get it to you. And so I'm hoping that we launch it sometime around the end of June. So I'm super excited because it's going to have everything like a manual and a recipe book, a meal plan. It's going to also have social media posts. And I thought of a really, really cool way to make it user-generated content focused so that when you're putting on this challenge, everyone who is connected to them remotely is seeing everything and all the energy that's happening with this challenge. And I'm hoping that it can be something you can use to really ramp up sales again as people start to feel fully comfortable with going out and being in smaller spaces. So I'll update you more of what we've finished and what you can expect. But if you have any feedback, let me know. Now, let's go into some questions that small gym owners and personal trainers are facing right now. For the small gym owner, you might be asking yourself, well, with social distancing, and I have a small studio, uh, and even the rent on that is high. How do i service the same number of customers with the same number of classes but needing a lot more space for each person per class or maybe you're not even able to open your gym yet or maybe you're trying to think of a way to become more visible so you can attract more people for your fitness business so my idea And we talk about this in today's episode is boot camp, outdoor boot camp that is. I think it is a fantastic business model that whether you're a one-on-one personal trainer who doesn't have a specific location, whether you're a small fitness studio or you're just getting started, it's great because of these words, low rent or no rent. No rent is if it's at a park, you're not paying anything. But low rent is maybe you want to make sure there's no Rain issues. So, you actually rent out a facility like a rec center or a community church. Those can be fantastic spaces because, in their off time, they'd love to make a little bit of money, but they really don't charge a lot. And they have parking lots. And you know, I'm always about fitness challenges. So, boot camps can be perfect if you have a surge of interest because of a fitness challenge, but you really don't have the normal capacity during the load times, like in the evenings or in the weekend mornings, to offer them classes in your small gym. So you can do a boot camp when you have to temporarily offer an expanded class schedule during your fitness challenge. Now, if you're an in-home personal trainer and you work one-on-one with individual clients, you might think this is not for me. Well, I actually think for sure you need to offer boot camps because of the business model that I think works really well for everyone. And that's to offer some level of classes and then to use that as your lead-in. So classes are a great way to give someone a free class without it costing a lot. Also, sometimes they feel more comfortable going to a class with a friend and they're able to do that in a bootcamp. It's easy for you to have set times for a bootcamp for people to just drop in and promote on your Facebook page. Also, you can talk to new leads at your boot camp or current members and say, hey, you're doing really well. I happen to have a spot right after or before that I'd love to work with you on your kettlebell swing or something. So this makes your slot, whether it's on a Sunday morning, extremely efficient because you'll build up two or three sessions before or after. Boot camps are incredibly profitable because of the if it's an outdoor boot camp with no rent or low rent, because you can really fit a ton of people in there and that really works for social distancing. People will be a lot more comfortable going to an outdoor class right now than an indoor class. If you decide to put on an immunity boost fitness challenge like we're working on now, or any challenge of that sort, you could actually use your boot camp classes as a prize to give to as part of the prize value for the first place winners or raffle ticket winners and it's easy because it doesn't feel like a a true cost to you but it's a true value to them so that's another reason why boot camp classes are really helpful for your business model. So we talked about spillover capacity if you have a small gym and you need to offer classes with more capacity. So basically you use it in conjunction with your current class schedule, but since you know that so many less people can be in each class, you then supplementally offer outdoor classes in a nearby spot that allows probably as many people who want to show up, show up. In addition, you can use it as a personal trainer who wants to create leads and have a steady income of class goers and a low pricing offer for people who want to do maintenance or just don't have the budget for personal training. And it's also, in summary, a great prize and a great freebie to give out without it really being a huge tax on your time or, or cost you a lot. So one more thing. Let's talk about branding. So lots of people will stare at you and you can use that for your your benefit, actually, because you can put up a sign. And so whenever people walk by the first time, they'll kind of look at you guys uh, kind of oddly and then they'll pass by you again and they'll be like, oh, they're doing boot camp. That looks interesting. That looks fun. And maybe the fourth time they're walking their dog, they decide they want to join your class. So from my experience from doing a lot of outdoor classes when I was running the tennis school is you should definitely try to put up some type of sign and put flyers on maybe the sign because most likely you'll be teaching and you won't be able to talk to them. However, if you see someone take a sign, I mean a, a, a flyer from your sign, try to run over and at least introduce yourself and and put out a sign, in, sign up sheet for like a free class so you can follow up because... You know, once they get that card, they kind of never follow up. So you have to be proactive if you can, even though you're in the middle of your class. Now the question might be, well, you know, I'm in the middle of a public park and if I put up a big sign, what if it attracts attention and maybe there's some type of rule to not run a for-profit thing in the middle of the public park? I mean, it could, There's a lot of things you might be concerned about. So maybe my suggestion is make sure you have that logo Put that logo the just the design, not even the words, just put it nice and big on some type of chalkboard board uh, sidewalk sign like the large ones for restaurants use that use and hopefully it's you can find a sign that's light and easy to maneuver. So just put your branding out so people can at least see you and hopefully if they come close up, they can grab a flyer and have a interested guest sheet so you can follow up with them. Now before we go you might be really excited and so I definitely want to leave you with some ideas of places you can start scouting out for your next boot camp location either as a compliment or that is your business because that's a great business too and that's schools check out public schools private schools maybe but look for places with caf cafeterias could work not as my favorite cafeterias could work gyms maybe tra- uh, the tracks at schools, parks, of course, work, even if it's not a big park. stair place with near stairs is always amazing. In fact, in New York City, there was a place that did really well offering boot camp on the Brooklyn Bridge. I don't know how they did that. I mean, there's cars and there's tons of people, but it was extremely popular. I think they did it through Groupon. <laughs> so if, if it's in a busy, like, metropolitan people will be willing to do a lot of things to get their fitness in at a convenient location at a convenient price and that was the case because they did Groupon so and I think it works because you're in a convenient place so sometimes there's a trade-off when you start looking for locations you might find a place that's cheaper maybe bigger nicer prettier but not in a central location and depending on if people drive and how far they're willing to drive it might still work but I found that being in a place where, number one, there's parking or near a subway if you're in a metro area and is, is easy to get to at that time is probably more important regarding like how many customers I'll get. Other places to check out are churches, actually, basketball courts, rec centers, the beach that Ellie's going to talk about. And one little trick that I highly suggest to, it'll take some time to figure this out, but high rise buildings with a gym inside it. And this is my secret tip of the day. And that is if you approach the property management company, so, you, so don't go there and try to talk to the security guard or the person manning the desk, that's not the person. You wanna figure out who the property manager is of the building. And they also manage the gym and they have the rights to do what what they need to do with the gym. And the thing is, is when you offer, you can offer a service for the, as an amenity to the people in the, in the building. And that's a perk. These property managers want to provide amenities, but at the lowest cost. So what you do is say, hey, I'll do it for either pretty much no cost to them, and you'll give a discount possibly to the tenants of the building. But you wanna make sure it's clear that you can still offer the service to customers who don't live in the building to make sure you fill up your class. I hope that was helpful. And now is gonna tell us how she sets up her successful beach bootcamp. Hey Fitness Business Secrets listeners, today we are talking to Ali Cavill, who after leaving a corporate job in human resources, she decided to focus on becoming a successful fitness entrepreneur. She's located in Sydney, Australia, and is now the founder of Fit Fantastic. Through Fit Fantastic, she offers personal training services, boot camps on the beach, and what's really exciting has grown her Fit Fantastic Fun Kids program to 40 to 100 kids in her program. In addition, she does a lot of charity and community work, such as going to the Great Wall and helping with uh, the – treatment of MS or the community of MS. And she's also written for magazines such as Elle Magazine, Good Health, Women's Fitness, and has even done fitness and acting roles on various shows. So I'm super excited to have her. How are you doing today, Ellie?
1: (laughs) Thanks so much. I'm doing really well. So excited to be speaking on your program today.
0: Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for coming on all the way from Australia. I'm just curious to start off. You know, so you're, you're working in human resources, a corporate job, and you wanted to go into becoming a fitness entrepreneur. What made you think that, 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 that you wanted to do that? And how did you have the courage to kind of change, take a big change in your lifestyle?
1: Yeah, so I've always uh, participated heavily in sports. So I've participated at a national level in figure skating, um, in netball. I've been a coach and an umpire and a player throughout my childhood. As an adult, I did the usual process. We went to uni and then I got a full-time job and that was in HR. And I, I love that still, but there was a certain point along the way that I lost my passion and love for fitness and exercise. So, In uh, the end of 2009, I joined a gym and I did one of the classes there, which was aerobics, body attack. And I just fell in love immediately. And from about the third class, it was my goal to be on stage teaching it. And within a year, I was. So luckily with my HR work, I'd set myself up um, to be able to take a career break. So I did that for about six months uh, where I studied and got my qualifications in fitness and yeah, basically one thing led to another and and it, it was really successful. So I was able to keep going.
0: Oh nice. Okay. Ooh. So that sounds like a really kind of exciting time and Mm -hmm. it sounds like you were planning to maybe become a personal trainer, teach group classes. How was it (laughs) when you first got on the scene and and we all know as like personal trainers in the fitness industry, it can be kind of rough. Like where do you start? Where did you end up starting when you um, Mm -hmm. got your certifications?
1: So I was uh, pretty lucky as well as a hard worker, and I was immediately um, picked up by a company, um, Chica Health, when I finished my qualifications at Australian Institute of Fitness. And Chica Health hired me um, as an ambassador to promote their products. I was also picked up by um, Australian Institute of Fitness to work with Michelle Bridges and and do some TV work. That. That led to me getting my business name out mainstream, and I was able to use that for a lot of my promotions and connections, but I also just started working really hard, so I was covering group fitness classes for free, I was shadowing personal trainers, I was going and doing um, buddy shifts and free shifts at at gyms, and I started to offer uh, free boot camps for my first few weeks outdoors, which gained a lot of clients and a lot of popularity.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. I would love to know about your boot camps on the beach. It's, I, I think it's always a great model when you do boot camps in the park or outside because there's no rent and you're, you're the ultimate, you're, you're the top person that gets paid. Uh, so yeah. there's no in between. How did you grow yeah, your clients there? Uh, because did you go to people on the beach? Did you just do friends and family?
1: So I started out with friends and family and even social connections on on things like Facebook and Instagram. And I had already investigated the model of, you know, becoming a franchise within a gym or renting out indoor space. And with paying a mortgage and starting out, it just really wasn't, I guess it was feasible, but it wasn't what interested me with being a, you know, business minded entrepreneur. So I really wanted to keep the a lot of the business with myself. So when I started outdoors, I offered it immediately to adults as well as their children. So I've always loved coaching children, working with children, getting children active and happy. And um, that was a big winner because I was able to have a lot of um, mums and dads who had kids who previously couldn't attend the gym for example or other boot camps they all came along and they suggested it to their friends Um, i also had a community of school kids having worked in schools with fitness and a lot of the teenage um, children were really interested in getting out and about and having a social connection whilst working out so that really grew it and word of mouth
0: Nice. What I would imagine that with the different ages, it might be tricky. Do you how do you set that up to make sure there isn't five year olds and then 15 year olds in your class? (laughs)
1: Yeah, so I I always make sure I have a lot of equipment and the equipment will be used, you know, sort of by the adults and the kids I'll get doing something else. So if we're doing a circuit, for example, the kids love using the skipping ropes while the adults might love to use the kettlebells. And so I'll make a, a real focus on catering to all ages, as well as setting up my boot camps to be similar to a circuit or a hit where we, you know, can all do something that, that tailors to our needs and our requirements and things to keep people focused and motivated.
0: Yeah. I like it. So you use a lot of different equipment to keep the different levels engaged in, in a circuit style yes. set up. Is that tricky to get all that equipment on the beach and then take it all back?
1: Yeah. So a lot of the time, so sometimes I do, you know, the parks near the beach and then we love using the beach for the sand dunes, for the bear crawls in Mm -hmm. the sand, um, for the post-workout swim and things. So what I'll use uh, down at the beach, I'll bring, for example, the the battle ropes, the resistance bands, dumbbells, and it is really quite easy uh, to clean that sort of equipment and to transport it down there. I mean, one of the great things about having a boot camp with lots of people is enlisting a lot of helpers to help you get set up.
0: Mm, okay, that's smart. So you enlist your, the students to help you get set up. That's yeah. really smart. And yeah. um, how many classes do you usually do a day, or and in a week?
1: So in a week, I do seven group fitness classes. So I teach aerobics, I teach uh, strength and core classes, and then I do at least two standard boot camps.
0: Okay. Right And sure. is the group fitness is that just at a gym or is that yes mm-hmm.
1: yeah, that's in in a gym okay.
0: for the yeah. boot camps, how many people do you have in the boot camps usually?
1: So about ten to twelve will be I guess the normal number, but I've had anything up to twenty to twenty five which has been you know pretty fun get really gets the adrenaline pumping the more numbers you have. You do have to be creative and think you know about catering to that many people so for those boot camps I do a lot more focus on body weight training and equipment free Mm. training and partner work as well really works Mm. so getting getting them into groups of say four or five uh, and they're all doing the one exercise and then they move around to the next station uh, or partner work I know for uh, Valentine's Day I do a big focus on partner exercises and things so that's really fun for everybody to get involved with.
0: Hmm. And for the for the kids, do they mm-hmm. do you ever do partner work with their like the or the adults, or they usually just do their own circuit?
1: Yeah. So I get them involved in partner work. Uh, for example, when I do a boxing session or Mm -hmm. if I just do boxing for a warm-up or for a body of a boot camp or class or or one-on-one the the kids love to go with their parents for that and it works out really well because the parents I can really coach them on technique with the kids it's more a focus of they've just not really put these gloves on before and, and they love to to do it. So I really make sure I focus on working out for the parents and those goals and needs for the adults. But for the kids, it's fun, it's active, it's moving about, it's just staying healthy. So I'm really conscious that I use the appropriate words uh, for coaching the children.
0: Mm, yeah. And if you so let's say you have average of 10 to 12 people, I'm assuming that's including the kids.
1: Yes, correct. Yeah.
0: Okay. Awesome. And and just curious, I think I love the idea of the parent kids. I think that could be a mm. really good niche for people. And yeah. so kind of navigating that is, do you ever have yeah. an issue where there's a kid who's either causing trouble or it's not causing trouble, but just they're not... Flowing with the group. Yeah, so
1: so I have had uh, a lot of parents will get their kids started because the the child isn't really into teams, so mm-hmm. they're not joining the local netball team. Uh, they're not staying motivated with that when they're home. They're sitting on the couch, you know, doing a lot of um, non-active programs on the online and, and a lot of TV watching and, and things like that. So they're, they're not really self-driven, which is, you know, no problem at all. You just got to find what's appropriate and what will get them excited. So I have those children coming. Some of them can be a lot more focused on, you know, trying to do as little as they can. So I know I have to pay a lot more of attention to coaching them. So I, I'm, I'm pretty upbeat. I'm pretty focused on Them and the way that it works with the other members of the of the boot camp, sort of not getting discouraged or distracted by these type of exercises, because really it's not just children. Adult exercises mimic those behaviors as well, (laughs) and and I, I just really make sure I focus on that child, you know, and give them a lot of attention, give them a lot of motivating reasons for children. I give them, you know, rewards or countdowns, or I make sure I focus on, you know, just give me a couple more and then we're going to move on to something that you'll really enjoy. So yeah, so I focus on those motivators and those sort of rewards.
0: Mm, Yeah, Mm. that does help with the kids. Mm -hmm. And if you could give me an idea of how you would set up the circuit, because I don't know if, do you have pretty much the same group people? So you already know what ages and levels there are, or do you randomly get you know, maybe that the six year old who can't really do a lot of the exercises, so they need specialty exercises. Yeah,
1: so <laughs> my boot camps and a lot of my training is fairly simple because I came, I guess, into the industry later, I haven't been, you know, studying, eating and breathing fitness for my whole life. So I really focused on the exercises that I knew and I loved, and luckily they turn out to be quite simple ones. So for example, star jumps, I love skipping, I love going for short sprints. So I'm able to use a lot of those sort of activities and exercises that almost everyone from a six-year-old up is familiar with. But I've also done a lot of work in schools, including four and a half years as a PE teacher within primary school. So I'm aware of the gross motor activities that they're familiar with. And I just do a higher intensity for the adults. So, you know, the kids might be doing little star jumps, which they all know and they've got their own unique style. And with the adults, I'll be getting them to do squat jumps, I'll be tossing in some tuck jump and some burpees. Yeah, and we just go harder for the adults. For the kids, I just say, all right, star jumps for the adults. I'm like, come on, let's go faster, let's go harder. So there's really just, you know, using my words, my communication and my coaching skills for the different age groups.
0: I love it. So it sounds like the, the format is there's a certain number of stations and it's mm-hmm. the same station for everyone, no matter if they're six or 40, but then yeah. the, the level or the, mm-hmm. the modification will change.
1: Yeah, and it's actually really good because it works for people with injury or people returning from breaks or older people. So I sort of look at almost everyone is you know, able to exercise. It just depends what level, what intensity, what complexity they can do it at. So sometimes I'll set up everyone doing the same thing for 30 seconds and then we'll all go for a run for 30 seconds, come back. Or sometimes I'll set up each corner of a square, for example, and each corner is doing a different thing and and then we'll move it around so they get that variety.
0: Mm, Okay. Do you move? Do you move spots? So is it, or do they always know where to find you?
1: I've got a couple of my favourite locations that I use. So there's one stunning beach just near me, North Curl Curl, that has the most amazing sunrises and the most awesome or awful sand dunes (laughs) so I love I love that it also has a jogging path and a park and a big patch of grass so I love using that and then I've got another set of netball courts that I use that have those great concrete stairs and slabs to use for things like tricep dips and and things but basically when I do my for example a summer boot camp on a Sunday I'll keep the same location for the duration of of that camp so if it's six Mm -hmm. weeks if it's three months, yeah, and my clients get to have their favorite locations too, so yeah.
0: that's pretty cool. Mm. That's cool. Yeah. How do you usually get new clients for your program, or is it usually the same people?
1: No, I use I do a lot of Instagram and Facebook promotion, uh, so oh. I'm pretty active on Instagram, yeah. So I do a lot of stories there, I take po- photos of my boot camps and and my personal training yeah and then just with people i speak to with word of mouth sometimes i use free advertising sites like gumtree which is similar to seek but it's free okay mm. yeah, yeah do
0: people message you directly? Like how many people, I'm always curious because I it, mm. it, it feel like it takes a lot of work for Instagram and yes. it's its nice. And let me tell yeah. you, it's not free because it takes your time. That's, and I'm always like yeah. curious, like, wow, it's so amazing. Like, I don't know how people do it. I've posted when I was yeah. running my gym, I would post mm. a lot and yes. it felt like we would put a lot and then we would hear crickets and maybe one, one response so I'm always thinking, you know, other people have the magic sauce. What do, what do you feel
1: <laughs> you, you do I that it,
0: works? And how many people yeah. do re- reach out to you on Instagram a day, a week? I
1: think it depends. So for me, social media is a bit of a hobby as well. So mm. even if I'm not uh, promoting a boot camp, I'm generally doing something fun on Instagram. You know, I might be in my kitchen, you know, cooking up something. So I'll, I'll decide to film that recipe or something. So it, for me, it's enjoyable as well, which I guess um, if it's just a hundred percent work for you, similar to advertising, then that's when it, it can be really hard. I've done a lot of learning to discover tips and tricks to use for that but I've also built up quite a good online community uh, which means I don't have to do too much if I tag them in a story they will share that story for me or I'll do things like a poll so who's in for Sunday boot camp and all they've got to do is tick yes or no on that rather than saying message me if you're keen so yeah I do a, a lot of the tips and tricks that you can use and the shortcuts to reach more people.
0: Mm. Is there any good tips that you, that worked for you?
1: Yeah, I think being part of community groups on Facebook. So there's a lot of community groups in your area. So on the Northern beaches of Sydney, we've got a lot of, of them. And they're set up for different suburb areas, different council areas, community areas, as well as based on interests. So being part of them and being active in them well before, you're going to promote things. So one of the uh, good things about, I guess my social style is that I connect with people well before I ever need or want anything from them. So I'm supporting them in, in their business. I've already shared their stories, for example. So when I do one of my stories, if ever I, you know, I want someone else to take notice of it. I've already done something for them, which just, I guess, makes it a little bit easier for them to get on board with helping you out.
0: Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Sounds like you're just a giving personable person. So it (laughs) kind of just comes naturally to you. Yeah.
1: Yes. I mean, I think that's why the stage being on stage attracted me. (laughs) So I love (laughs) I love talking. I love, you know, coaching people sharing my information, my wisdom, my tips.
0: Yeah. That's so cool. And yeah. so this boot camp sounds really beautiful. Like it's just couldn't yeah. even imagine right now. And, <laughs> and so you're, you're teaching people Um, you, you have people working word of mouth and wait oh, yeah, by the way, about how many people mm-hmm. contact you on Instagram every week, maybe interested in your services?
1: Yeah. So I've got, I've got about 20,000 followers oh, wow. on my Instagram and a lot of them you know, will be active in maybe liking my posts and things, but obviously the demographics are around the world. So my boot camps are local to my area. I find probably I will get, you know, maybe up to 50 inquiries a week from that, which is why it's so important as well to be on other forms of media. So Facebook, uh, when you're out and about, you know, maybe at your other jobs and things, talking uh, and trying to get connections. When I'm at my boot camps, I'm always suggesting people, you know, bring your friends and family along. And I might have promotions throughout the year to encourage people to bring someone else along or to refer a friend or family member. I did, you know, I do really cheap uh, prices for, for kids to bring them along, um, mm. which gets sort of more people. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, did you say you
1: get 15 or 50 people every week interested in your bootcamp? camp how many about people? 50 people inquiring yeah so oh. so the number that translates to people coming along uh you know is a lot smaller just sure. purely because of the location and yeah, people are sort of always interested in it, especially when I put up the sunrise photos on my <laughs> Instagram <laughs> at, the, at the actual boot camp, you know. But I do get a lot of other So even if they don't translate into somebody coming along and paying for my sunrise boot camps, they might translate into coming to one of my gym classes or doing one-on-one PT. So often I'll get people and they're not living in my immediate location but they're happy to travel on a weekend or an evening to do a one-on-one session, you know, or I might go to them. So yeah, just those connections. You never know when, you know, you might end up chatting to somebody about something different, even if they they contacted you for a different reason to begin with. So it's really important to foster all connections in my opinion.
0: Yeah, Mm 20,000 followers sounds amazing. (laughs) And it sounds like you're getting a lot of connections from that. Mm -hmm. So so I love it. For your boot camp, um, how do you price it for the adults and for the kids?
1: So, I do for boot camp, for adults, I price it at $20, and for children, it's $10. The amount for the children came into what are parents going to spend? just to bring their child along? And is it small enough, I guess, that they won't think, oh, no, actually, I might just leave the child at home. Uh, So $10 is that price because it's also going to be enough uh, for me as a business and to sort of value my worth as a trainer. Mm -hmm. For the adults, as a group, the amount I did is based on a few things. So based on the market out there and about the average price, it's also about a third of what I charge for a one-on-one. So it's doable for a lot of people who can't afford the one-on-ones. It's less than, you know, some of the big gyms as well. If I only get a small number one week or one session, it's enough for me to run a session.
0: Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's important. Mm. I know, I know that feeling. I, it's funny. (laughs) I think when I first started my tennis school, I had a tennis school in the city and I had to pay for rent only one mm. person showed mm-hmm. up for the class. Yes. And then she, and it was, I think the rent was $30 and the class mm. was $30. Yeah, so I taught, yeah. the, and then she had a coupon and I think she <laughs> saw it on my face. So she's yeah, like, that's, that's okay. Right. You don't need to take the coupon yes. and she just paid
1: me. <laughs> it's um, it's got to be enough to, to, you know, place value on your, yourself as a as a worker and as a professional as a coach and to pay those bills <laughs> yeah
0: yeah so that was that was kind of it wasn't yeah. funny in the moment, but it's no.
1: Funny. But yeah. looking back, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: So that sounds like a really good business. I mean, it, it sounds like for your boot camp, it it's like a great setup and a great environment. Is are you looking to expand mm-hmm. that, or is there a reason you just want to keep it to two? And is it two like just do you put 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 them both on one day, or do you put one on Saturday? No, on I do them.
1: Yeah, I do them in the mornings on the weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. The rest of the time. Because my kids' boot camps are so popular and financially viable over the school holidays, I put a lot of uh, effort and time into growing that. So, for mm-hmm. instance, I'm hoping to hire staff and then be able to run additional camps each day at the moment I run two camps a day because it's just me though that's you know what I can fit in but it's growing so exponentially and I've increased my programs to do I do an army boot camp I do a summer boot camp a yoga and a kids yoga and a kids boxing and it's becoming so popular yeah that I've got the um, potential to grow to have you know maybe four camps a day if I have an extra staff member I love Mm. it. And
0: that's thanks for bringing that because I really would like to know more about your camps. Mm. This is amazing and it sounds so interesting. And I love the word grow. So Mm. I I want (laughs) to know how did you even get started? I I know you have a PE background, but Mm -hmm. how did you get started like finding your
1: customers, your
0: kids for your camp? And when did it start? How did it grow?
1: So I was actually working in an office doing HR for a company that runs vacation care centres and after after and before school care centres. I was doing their HR. I was doing the recruitment, the payroll and everything for the people that worked at those centres. And during the holidays and the afternoons, I'd go down there, you know, to do different things with the staff. They, because I was in fitness, one of the holidays they asked if I could go down and maybe do a a little activity with the children. I absolutely loved it and it was, for me, easier than I thought it was going to be. The kids really responded well and they asked me back a second time. And from then on, I thought, wow, I can make a business in this. And I sort of looked at what was happening out there, where the niche was, what were my skills and also financially, you know, what, what could I afford? You know, I don't have a truck to transport around a big inflatable, um, castle or something like that. So I had to look <laughs> yeah. at what, what I had available to me and what I was prepared to commit to do this, to see if it actually worked.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what did you decide to do? It sounds so like I, the the yeah. school, the camps you were doing mm-hmm. were more like activities and inflatable castles. Like what made, what, what kind
1: of spawned ideas for you? Well, I decided what I was really good at and what I loved was what I loved as a child. So I loved the sports days at school and I loved the end of year picnics where they had the tug of war, where they had the sack races, the par- the big parachute, all of that. So I thought, yeah, I'm going to do that. So I, I purchased a, a big parachute, a tug of war, some skipping ropes, and I I did relays, running races, Uh, And the activities, they just, they absolutely loved them. I started with feedback forms um, so that they could, the centres could say what the kids loved the most. And it it did end up being the things that I loved the most as a kid, which was the big parachute and the tug of war. Uh, So that was my first two or three years. I, I just did the sports boot camp and it was great. But I then had, for example, in the middle of summer on a really hot day, it's not as feasible to run that even though you think that's that would be ideal in the in the hot of day you've got to think about the kids welfare so I decided to add in some water so I started up a summer boot camp so with the relays instead of running with a baton they run with sponges they dunk it in the bucket and they run back and yeah they get quite wet and they have a lot of fun um, mm-hmm. so that was how I progressed to another one and then I did a kid's yoga teaching course as well as my boxing qualifications and I've just added those on and for my last holidays they were the most popular camps
0: hey thanks for listening oh I have three freebies number one get your full edited transcription with bullet points of the key lessons from today's show on our website fitnesssecrets.co that's secrets with an S at the end, C-O. While you're there, subscribe to our newsletter, which gets you access to our monthly freebie marketing and operations content that you can use for your own fitness business. Freebie number two. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to subscribe to the show in your podcast player by hitting the subscribe button. Since the show happens because of listeners like you, could you also leave a review if you email us your review at support at fitnessSecrets.co, you'll receive a complimentary one hour coaching call with me and a $150 credit towards the first challenge that we will be releasing soon. Finally, freebie number three. We started the Fitness Secrets Facebook group. I know thinking and designing of new marketing campaigns, planning out your operations each month for your fitness clients is exhausting. Our goal is for the group to help you plan out your marketing, plan out your operations so you can get more clients efficiently. To join, go to Facebook.com and search Fitness Business Secrets. Thanks so much for listening. I can't wait to talk to you in the next episode.